All right, all right. Here we are yet again with another episode of English and Coffee. It's your wonderful host, Demian. And today we're back at River North Park. And we're going to keep our spirits light with everything that's going on in the world. I figured today we could just have a nice, relaxed day of some good old English. I brought along with me a nice bear claw. It's, uh, I guess, filled with, I don't know, cherry or something like that. So far, it's pretty tasty. I figured I'd eat a little bit of that with you, let you hear the, hear the packaging. It's a five-ounce pastry, and we're washing it down with some uh, warm creme brulee. It was a little hotter before I made it all the way back to the park. We're going to be sipping on some creme brulee, just enjoying ourselves as we sit here and look at the green, lush landscape in front of us. So let's go ahead and take a bite of this uh, bear claw to kick things off. Mmm. You ever just bite something and just want to just chew it and hold on to it? I don't know what it is about pastry, but when you bite it, it just it just dissipates. It just just melts away. Then when the filling hits, it just takes it to a whole nother level. But we have to wash it down, of course. A little ASMR for you, right? Good stuff. But also, if you notice that I sound a little different, it's because I was talking to my mom for about 30, 40 minutes, and we had a few laughs and was just going back and forth, so my voice might be a little raspy because in my ears, I hear myself, but it sounds different, so apologies in advance if any of that comes across in the recording, but either way, it's still English. You should be able to enjoy it because who knows? You may be uh, in America or somewhere, some English-speaking area, and you might be a little under the weather, or maybe your throat's a little a little hoarse and you're trying to talk to somebody, or someone's talking to you. So you have to be able to get your English how you can, deliver it. As long as your message is clear, things are good. So let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, we're going to talk about some follow-up questions. A lot of times people sit here and say things like, well, what's your favorite color? Or where do you work? What school did you go to? And they can answer those questions. Those are the surface-level questions. But after that, the follow-up questions are where it gets challenging. You tell them your favorite color is blue, they say, well, why do you like blue? Well, because when I was a child, my room was painted blue. I had a blue crib. I had a blue football. My favorite shirt was blue. Whatever the reasoning is, you have to be able to carry that conversation. If you don't, then the conversation is over. You know, it's just like if you tell somebody, uh, I grew up in Italy. They say, you know, where did you grow up? I grew up in Italy. Okay, well, what was it like there? Uh, how many people are there? Uh, what kind of jobs do they have there? Uh, right? You don't want to be in that situation. So we're going to talk about the follow-up questions that you may get asked and can also ask somebody in a conversation if you want to continue your interaction with them. So we'll take another sip, another gratuitous sip, because this coffee's so good. And we're going to get into it. So let's go. Now, I bake a little bit. I'm not going to sit here and call myself a baker. But I bake a little bit. I can bake pizza, bake cakes, muffins, brownies and things like that. But pastry, when you're dealing with that light, flaky dough, um, I, haven't, I haven't tried it yet. I might have to get into it because... Uh, 
I like the way this uh, bear claw is hitting right now. Mm. And I would like to put my own filling in there. You know? Maybe have half cherry, half apple, half vanilla, or something like that. But let's go ahead and get into the matter at hand. So we're going to talk about some follow-up questions. Things that you may be asked in a social interaction with somebody, especially when you're getting to know them. So, first question, like I said, where are you from? Now, as your level of English, right, if you're going to say, yeah, I can speak English, okay, well, then you're going to be expected to be able to answer these questions, no problem. Like, you don't need to be sitting here trying to learn how to tie your shoes. You need to be able to get into it, answer it, give it short and sweet or long and drawn out, however you want to do it. But a basic question you're going to be asked is, where are you from? Especially if you're here in the States. You know, you're in New York walking around, you're a new face, maybe you look a little different than the rest of the people here. Somebody say, oh, where are you from? So you say, let's say you say I'm from China, right? You're like, well, I'm from China. And somebody's like, okay, cool. What's it like over there? What's it like over there? They want to know, what is life like over there? So, I mean, you could lightly talk about the economy, the infrastructure. You could talk about the jobs, the people, the culture. There's 101 different ways you can go from there. So you might say, oh, well, over there we have a lot of things to do. There's a lot of malls, a lot of shops, a lot of great restaurants. We have this famous theater. You know, you can insert whatever famous name of the theater that you have in China is. Or you could say we have these cities, these travel locations. You go into it. But these are follow-up questions in the conversation branches from there. Another question, somebody might say, uh, well, why did you decide to visit the States? Well, you could say, I'm here on business. I'm getting married next week and my wife's an American, blah, 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 blah. These are questions that you don't want to get tripped up on, you know, and you don't have to necessarily have the highest level of English to be able to answer these questions. I mean, to even do it in short, somebody says, where are you from? I'm from America. What's it like there? Well, we have freedom to vote, you know, right to do this, right to do, right to bear arms. You can own a gun if you want. I mean, that's some of the biggest differences that we have here in our country versus other places. But see, this is me having a command of the English language, but this is how I would answer it. You know, it's a cool place. If you want to make money, you can make money. You want to be broke, you can be broke. You can do just about anything you want to do here. Why did you decide to visit the States? Well, I already live in the States, but why am I still here in the States? Because it's, it's my home. I'm comfortable here. I grew up in Okinawa, but I mean, I went, uh, went to high school here, you know, first girlfriends, all that stuff. My friends are here. I mean, so I'm pretty good. Would you ever travel outside of the States? Of course I would travel. The right motivation, the right reasons. I'm on a plane. I'm gone. Um, but I mean, that's me. That's how I would answer the question. But these are things that you're going to need to be able to filter and handle when somebody gives them to you and the thing because they're going to become inquisitive they're going to want to know more why did you say this was interesting why did you say you were from there right these are follow-up questions and the better you are with listening when someone talks to you they're going to tell you all the things that you can ask about if you were to ask somebody you say where are you from let's say you see a guy he's got dreadlocks and he's got this accent and everything and you're like not making a stereotype, but just making some stereotypes. You see a guy, you know he's not from where you're at, right? Where you live. He doesn't look like everybody else. And you say, hey, man, where are you from? And he says he's from Jamaica. 
you're like, oh, okay, cool. What's it like over there? Now, you've seen the whole National Geographic. You've watched the Discovery Channel specials, but you want to hear things from his perspective because anybody with eyes, ears, a mouth can ask questions, listen, and read about what life is like in Jamaica. But you want to hear it from him, his perspective. So when somebody's asking you what's life like in, in China, they don't want to hear, you know, the freaking stuff that you could just get out of a uh, Wikipedia. They want your perspective. What's it like over there? You're giving them your perspective. And you can also say that, well, from my point of view, from my perspective, from my lived experience, what I've experienced, what I've seen. You see what I'm saying? You could start with all those because you're not speaking for every uh, Chinese person that's over there. You're not speaking for every Jamaican or every Frenchman or every American, you know? You're speaking from your point of view, so you want to make that clear. You know, if they say, well, what are the women like in, in Africa? Uh, you can't speak about all the women. You can just say from the women that I've encountered in my experience, from all the girlfriends that I've had, you know, or from all the boyfriends that I've had, or the three times that I was married, you could only speak from your experience. You can't speak for the whole collective. That's where those stereotypes you know, get built. You got to speak from your point of view because that's what you know best, your point of view. Let's take a sip. And I'm not yelling or shouting at you. It's just uh, this caffeine is doing what it does. And that's what we do on English and Coffee. We get caffeinated and then we can't forget we've got this big bear claw over here, which is about two ounces now because I've been chopping it down. You know, I thought it was a cherry filling. I don't even know what filling it is. It's brown. It's not apple. Maybe it's some kind of um, fig filling. I'm not complaining, though. All right. Let's clean this up a bit. All right. Next question. Where do you work? People ask you, where do you work? Oh, well, I work for a big IT company. Oh, well, I'm a doctor. I'm a pianist. I'm a, uh, what, a freaking factory worker, right? I work at Sony. I work in the factories at Sony. Whatever it is. Okay, cool. You got that out the way. Now, the follow-up questions, which could be one of a thousand questions. Well, what do you do there? What kind of things do you do there? What kinds of things do you do there? So you sit there and say, now you're explaining about your job. What do you actually do? Well, we file papers, we process documents, we acquire clients, we sell to major corporations, we develop products, we run an assembly line, we help humans, you know, with their struggles or humans and animals, you know, with medical care, medical expensive expenses, health expenses. We are a tax firm. We help people make sure their document documents are in order. Or if you're a funeral, you work at a funeral home at a funeral parlor. We help prepare the bodies for the burial process. We help the families through the grieving process. We set up the ceremony. Million and one things you can do, right? But you would talk about what you do there in your job. Now, you can talk about the job as a whole, the company as a whole, then you could sit there and then specifically go in on what you do. Yeah, they may do all these things, but what do you do? 
Between eight to five, what do you do? Well, me, I go to work, I sit at the desk, type on the computer, email, fax, documents, spend time at the water cooler, blase, 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 blah. And then somebody may say, well, how's the salary? Now, they're not specifically asking you, how much did you make? Because if they were asking you specifically, how much do you make? They would say, well, how much do you make? Right? How much do you make? But if they say, well, how's the salary? This is a general question. Well, a first-year employee can typically start off at $58,000 a year. Second year, they're on average going to be making about seventy-three dollars to $84,000 a year. You can go with that. That's a general number. But if they say, how much do you make? You can say, well, I don't personally feel comfortable talking about how much I make, but typically a first-year employee makes about $58,000. See what I'm saying? You could always uh, spin it around and just put it to where the, comfortable, the conversation is more comfortable for you. Um, but yeah, salary, they're going to ask about salary. They're going to ask about uh, insurance benefits, health care, dental, eye care. Uh, they're going to ask about 401k, you know, IRA. They're going to ask about a lot of different things. The more you know, the more you can talk about. But you were just saying, in a basic nutshell, where do you work? I'm a doctor at a hospital or an eye surgeon at the hospital. What kind of things do you do there? Um, we help people restore their sight. Uh, how's the salary? Well, a first-year doctor can make anywhere from 120000 to 135000 depending on the references and credentials they have coming into the practice. Boom. Done deal. Uh, how's the salary? Already broke that down. So, I mean, you could just give that all to them in one shot and then they're going to have other questions splinter off that. Excuse me. Or you just wait for the questions to come to you. So we'll take a break and then we'll answer another or ask another question or two that you may hear in a follow-up conversation. Another group of follow-up questions that often trips people up is when you're talking about relationships. You know, somebody says, are you in a relationship? Yeah, I'm in a relationship. Well, they're going to assume you're in a relationship with a girl. If you're a guy, they're going to assume you're in a relationship with uh, a guy if you're a girl, right? But depending on how they catch you, they may say, what's his name or what's her name based on how you present yourself, right? Here's the thing, it's neither here nor there, but are you seeing someone? That's what most people will ask. Now, if somebody asks you if you're seeing anyone, typically they're going to be interested in you. Because most people, if they don't care, they just say, are you married? And you say no, or you say yes. And they say, well, you, uh, so you have kids? No kids. You're married. How long have you been married? Right? Here comes the questions. Here comes the questions. You ask the first, answer the first one. And the second one, the third one, the fourth one, based on how open you are with your information and how interesting it is to even talk about the matter. So, for example, if somebody asks me, are you seeing someone? I say, no, not seeing anybody. They say, oh, well, what's the reason? Like it's like it's strange because you're not in a relationship, you know, to them, it just puzzles them. OK, because I don't have time for anything like that right now. Oh, you don't have time for a relationship. What do you mean? I'm focused on my goals. Well, well, can't you have your goals in a relationship? 
Yeah, if being in a relationship was part of my goal, then yeah, I would be focused on it. You see what I'm saying? I'm drawing the line right there. I'm drawing the line so they know there's no need in going down that path because all they're going to get from me is the same answer. But for you, it might be a little different. Somebody asks you, are you in a relationship? Are you seeing someone? And you say, as a matter of fact, I am. I'm married, actually. Oh, really? Well, how long have you been married? Three years? Oh, what's, what's it like being married? Now you're going to sit here and talk about the little, the good times. Nobody really wants to hear about the bad times. You can say, be honest and tell them, look, we've had our ups, we've had our downs. But overall, it's been a great experience. I mean, we met five years ago. You know, she was in school, you know, still in university. I was already practicing, you know, medicine. We got together, did a little courting process and took a trip to the Bahamas. And it was all over after that. They said, oh, you went to the Bahamas. Yeah, we went down to the Bahamas uh, for a little four-day weekend. Got on the boat, did some gambling with the casinos. You know, stayed in a little hotel and we met this interesting man that blah, 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 blah. Oh, really? Well, what was it like in the Bahamas? See, now you're all the way in the Bahamas. You gave them the answer. You said Bahamas. Now they want to know about the Bahamas. Can you talk about it? These are follow-up questions. These are things that keep conversations moving. And as someone that's learning English, trying to build up your conversation, your dexterity, you know, with the English language, you want to be able to fill these things. Now, you don't have to be an expert in it. But people are going to ask you more questions based off of the information you give them. So if you tell them your favorite color is brown and they say why and you can't answer it, then don't say brown. <laughs> Pick another color, something you could talk about. Um, or you could go ahead and say brown, but know why and learn how to talk about why. Uh, well, I like brown because the color isn't, it, the color's pleasant to my eyes. It, matches my room um it matches the color of my skin or it's it, it's the color of my bed color of my dog whatever it is have a reasoning being a, be able to to explain why because that question is coming if anybody takes a genuine genuine interest in you they're going to ask follow-up questions so if they say um they ask you about your partner you know your boyfriend girlfriend or a hybrid in between there. They ask you about your boyfriend, your girlfriend. They say, oh, okay. Well, you have a boyfriend. How long you been together? Okay, four years. Well, what do you like about him? Well, they want to know, why are you in a relationship for four years with somebody? Obviously, you like them. So what do you like about them? You can say, well, he's charming. He's charismatic. Don't say he has a good job. That's got nothing to do with why you're in a relationship, hopefully. If you're in a relationship with somebody because of the money they bring in, you're in the wrong relationship. Um, they need money. This is true, but this is not one of the qualities you're just going to start with. Like, oh, well, I married him because he has a good job. <laughs> How long do you think that marriage is going to last? Or if it's a woman, uh, a guy asking about a woman, they say, well, why did you marry her? Well, she's from a rich family. That relationship's not going anywhere. If you, if you can't start off with some qualities about the person that you're laying in bed with, that you're going to have to interact with, that you're going to have to deal with, because they're going to tick you off. They're going to frustrate you. They're going to annoy you. But they've got to have more pros than cons. It's got to be somebody that has more pluses than minuses. So let's look. Another question. People ask about kids all the time. You got kids? Say, yeah, I got a son. 
Say, okay, what's his name? His name is Junior. Oh, what's he like doing? Now you got to talk about Junior. You wouldn't be talking about Junior unless you said Junior, right? So you say, well, Junior likes to play football, likes to hang out with his friends and watch cartoons. What cartoons does he watch? Oh, he watches He-Man, Power Rangers. Well, Power Rangers isn't really a cartoon, is it? Well, it depends on how you look at it. What do you mean? Right? You see how he's digging a hole, right? He's digging a hole. Well, what do you mean? Well, I mean, it comes on during the same hours that the other cartoons come on. And um, since it's all fantasy, I just associate it with being a cartoon. Okay. So you answer their question. They say, okay, so you say he likes football. What grade is he in? He's in fifth grade. Is he in Little League? Little League? What's that? Well, that's what little kids do. When they're in, they're interested in football, parents put them in Little League. So maybe you say, yeah, he's in Little League. How long has he been in Little League? For two years. Is he going to play for junior varsity when he goes to middle school? That's the plan. Oh, really? Well, how good is he? I mean, he's number one right now in the, in the state. Really? You know, because they have different age groups and, and tiers for sports and young athletes. But that's the thing, like, the questions are being asked off of the responses you give. Now, what if you have six kids? Should you have to know all that about all six of your children? Well, as a good parent, I would think you would, right? I would think you would. You at least know all their names. We got Terry, Bobby, Jimmy, Randy, Rachel, right? Shoot, throw in a few more. Tracy. Melissa, Judy, you know, what is Judy like? Well, Judy likes drawing. She's going to be an artist when she grows up. Well, what about Randy? Randy likes carpentry. He's good with hammers, you know? And you could go in-depth on each one of your kids. And, of course, you would be able to because these are things or people that are important to you. You want to be able to talk about things that are important to you. Somebody asks you a question about something that you don't care about, then you're not going to talk about it much. So there's no need to learn everything you can about something that's boring. Stamp collecting, if you don't like stamp collecting, why are you watching hours and hours or reading some boring book on stamp collecting? Like, forget about it. Study stuff that's interesting. You have a family, you love your family, talk about your family. You like fishing, talk about fishing. I can sit here and talk for hours about fishing. You like stocks, the stock market, stock market analysis, technical analysis. You want to talk about options. Then that's what you read about. That's what you talk about. But based on the answers you give, you're going to have follow-up questions. So I'm sure there was probably a thousand and one different vocabulary words here. You know, the typical podcast, the average podcast that I put out has over 3,000 words. Did you know that? It's good to know. So if you follow this whole thing, anywhere from 3,000 to 5,000 words, especially if it's about a 30-minute, 20 to 30-minute podcast, you get about three to 5,000 words of English, if not more, depending on how caffeinated I am when I'm talking. It's a little tidbit for you there. But we're going to take another little little bite of this, this little morsel here. Mmm. Man, just letting that fig sit on the tongue, you know what I mean? Just kind of 
roll around. Let's go ahead and wash it down with our last sip here. And I hope you all stay safe, warm, and I will see you in the next one.